Hey, Steve, Justin Michael of DNBR. You know, you were pretty honest yesterday about how frustrating it was to get a third game canceled. You guys are, you know, clearly just itching to get out on the field. How do you feel like your guys have responded so far this week? Well, I think good. I think, you know, we just got done with uh, our Tuesday practice. And, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty light in numbers right now, but um, uh, I thought the attitude and the effort was good. And, uh, you know, we just got to keep hoping we can see if we can gain a few people back uh, right now between contact tracing and illnesses and injuries. And it's, it's, uh, it's a skeleton crew right now. So uh, I thought our effort was good. But uh, we had a good day's work, but we got a lot of new new faces in there. Hey there, hi there, ho there. It's Justin Michael, and we're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. The, the truth is that there's just there's a lot of unstable things in the world right now. There's a lot of unpredictability, whether that's, you know, sports and how many games you can get in or, you know, the restaurant industry or whatever it is. You know, there's just a lot of things that are unpredictable where you don't want to be unpredictable is your mortgage. And that's why you want to talk with Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They're not only diehard Broncos fans, they're proud CSU alums. They've supported DNVR for a long time as members. Most importantly, they're a husband and wife duo with over 15 years of financial service experience. If you're a skeptic like me, you might be wondering, you know, hey, are these rates actually as good as I'm hearing? They are. You got to call them right now. They're incredible. They can save you hundreds of dollars a month thousands of dollars in interest over the life of a loan. I mean, who doesn't want to save thousands? That's a no-brainer. These guys can help you find out if you're able to reduce, maybe even eliminate your current insurance mortgage premium. Visit dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. If you're still not sold, I'm going to give you one last pitch, and it just honestly comes down to honesty. And that's what Mike and Virginia are all about. Refinancing, it's not for everyone. So they will run you know, a quick analysis and honestly let you know whether refinancing might be right for you. Visit dnvrmortgage.com, enter to get a free DNVR hat or shirt of your choosing. Most importantly, get set up with that free consultation or call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Get this recording and I'll uh, turn it over to Coach Dazio. Okay, guys, morning. Uh, get ready for another week, another opponent. Um, playing a great opponent here, San Diego State, um, defensively. Eighth in scoring, uh, third in total defense, seventh against the run, 11th against the pass. Really, <clears throat> excuse me, real good statistical team, real talented. Um, on defense, you know, they still have the uh, blitzing uh, mentality. Multiple, multiple blitzes. Uh, key players, uh, Tariq Thompson, uh, Dwayne Johnson, their Aztec, and uh, Caden McDonald, and Cameron Thomas. I mean, they're really good in the back end, really good in the front. 
a really good football team. Offensively, they're scoring 30 points a game, 30.8. You know, uh, pretty balanced. I mean, 280 rushing, 147 um, passing. Uh, tremendous back. You know, Greg Bell, Jordan Bird, Chance Bell. Um, really like their offensive line. Talented group of guys. But, I mean, they've got uh, – in their three wins, they've rushed for over 347 yards per game. So, this is a team that's an explosive run team. Um, you know, and super, super talented. I would say, you know, clearly one of the very, very best teams in the league. You know, we've had to go on the road opening day without an opening game. And we had to go on the road against Boise on a Thursday night. And we have to go on the road and play, I would say, is – top three teams of the conference. So these are tall, tall, tall orders. This is a tall challenge uh, for us. And uh, they, they played really, really, really well and without, without their best player uh, against the Colorado team. And uh, I thought really did an outstanding job. I think they were missing a couple of their starters, but a couple of the elite players for them. So that was a really close game. That tells you this is a damn good team. So we've got our work cut out for us. Um, you know, we've been able to uh, get one practice in on Sunday. Um, you know, we get ready to have another one tomorrow and uh, hope we can just have a great, great week um, and stay as healthy slash virus-free, contact trace-free as we possibly can. Um, and finally, get a game in. We've had two home games canceled, up the street, rival game canceled. We haven't played in... This will be our third week. I mean, it's just uh, it's less than ideal, but um, but we're excited to get on the road and play this football game. And uh, I just hope that we can be somewhat intact and go out there in a fairly full complement. So I'm happy to answer any questions. Hey, Steve, Justin Michael of DNVR here. The the three three five is obviously something that San Diego State has kind of become synonymous for over the last decade or so it's become a lot more popular in college football as a whole. What is it about San Diego state that allows them to run it so well? Is it just the team speed that they have on defense? Yeah. I mean, I think their personnel is conducive. I think like any other defense, I mean, they, they all work. Um, this is a high pressure outfit um, with good team speed. And it looks to me like a lot of body types that fit that fit that scheme. So uh, I think it's a good match for them. Uh, there's a handful of teams out there playing it. I mean, it's a mixed bag. Um, but I think it challenges you uh, up front to really uh, really do a great job in preparation because a lot of people cut a lot of guys loose against them, and you, and you can't do that. So you got to get your players really used to the variety of blitzes. I think it takes a while for you as a staff to get your arms around their system of defense. And, uh, but they play it well, um, you know, and they've got good personnel. I mean, you know, the, the same defense is playing, being played up in New Mexico as well. Right. But they, they play it well because, and they really have good personnel. It's a personnel game, guys. It's not a scheme game, you know, both sides of the ball. I mean, comes down to personnel, personnel, quarterback, explosive players that can score, you know, that type of stuff. And then just kind of off of that, San Diego State obviously stepped in and faced Colorado. 
you know, were you impressed with what they were able to do, keeping the game so tight, just given that they had such a small window to prepare for their opponent? Yeah, I mean, they went on the road. Uh, Mountain West team went on the road, played a Pac-12 team at home um, without their very best player, a couple of their starters, and uh, played really well. Uh, really very close game, really. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't – was I surprised? No. <laughs> no. I wasn't surprised. I've seen both teams play. San Diego State's a talented team. And uh, so I really wasn't surprised. What's up, everyone? It is December 1st, the most wonderful time of the year. This is, of course, the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael, and I'm hoping, knock on wood if you're with me, to you know bring out my inner John Gruden that I'll have a chance to cover a football game this weekend. Um, it's been a weird, it's it's just everything about this year has been weird. I've said that so many times on the podcast. I probably don't need to go down that same tangent again. Um, but yeah, I, I can't believe I'm kind of rooting to, you know, play one of the better teams in the league. It's one of those like, God, I want this to happen. But I do. I just, it, it sucks that CSU's lost so many Home games one, you know, winnable games two. You know, you kind of take those for granted. I'm not saying it's necessarily a gimme. I think there's some talent on UNLV. I think there's some talent on New Mexico, which that's another thing that I've talked about pretty frequently on this podcast. I think the Lobos are turning it around. It's just unfortunate that you lose those really winnable games at home. It's tough. And and that's, you know, starting to wear on Steve Adazio a little bit on Monday. You know, he was just super honest with us and and the frustration in his voice was evident. You know, he just kind of talked about, you know, the emotional roller coaster that all of this is, you know, you you work and you prepare for the games. And, you know, in in terms of the Air Force game, it's Wednesday afternoon. They're about, you know, 20 minutes from starting walkthroughs in in a normal circumstance. They would have already left, but they wanted to have a team dinner in Fort Collins before they left you know safely they just wanted to feed everyone but then the game ended up getting canceled like right before they left and i think the toughest part for adazio is you know csu had the numbers to play and i I know it gets controversial you know you know playing in a pandemic all of that it gets it gets wonky but you know there are these these baselines that the the league set the numbers that you have to meet in order to play and, and csu did meet those requirements you know, the reason that I bring this up is I just I see a lot of fans are, are pretty pissed off about it when they got more information about, you know, why that Air Force game was canceled. And I just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, every side of this here because it is complicated. And it's one of those where I can I can kind of see where everyone is coming from. If you're Steve Adazio, you know, you've already lost two games. You don't want to lose a game when you have the numbers because you just you never know. Like this week. The con- there's more people out due to contact tracing than there were last week. So it, it can just really come back to bite you. They got a skeleton crew right now. Adazio even mentioned it. It's something about whenever the Rams have to go on the road, they seem to their numbers seem to get all fucked up for some reason. Excuse my language. But if you're Steve Adazio now, you're sitting here and you're thinking, you know, we could have played last week. Who knows if we'll be able to play this week? You know, who knows if the university is even going to allow CSU to play, even if they have the numbers, you know, maybe they just decide 
they don't want to the the risk anymore you know they just decide it's not worth it at this point they they went for it that would really be unfortunate uh, the only reason i bring it up is i do think it is probably a realistic possibility i mean if you're giving up opportunities to play when you have a a roster that meets the requirements it doesn't exactly you know speak to a, a university that's like gung ho about pushing forward through all this whether you should you know that's that's obviously a, a very controversial, it's very opinionated. People are like, you know, absolutely not. Other people, you know, at this point, you've already played. Why wouldn't you try to make it through? I see all those sides. I also see, you know, to an extent at least, why the administration is a little bit gun shy from CSU's perspective, you know, coming off of everything that just happened over the summer, you know, you are you just had to have a, a multi-month investigation into your program that all stended, that all, you know, stemmed, I should say you know, from the allegations of the CSU coaches not taking COVID protocols seriously. So if you're CSU, you know, and, you know, you're looking at these numbers and you feel a little bit uneasy, I could see why they were like, you know, maybe it's just not worth it. We just spent, you know, who knows how much money to hush Blackwell to get through all of this. You know, do we want to really open ourselves up to more liability now? I can, I can kind of see, you know, where they're coming from in that regard. Playing devil's advocate, I think there's probably also an argument that, you know, the student athletes that have been working really hard, that have been, you know, committing themselves and, you know, limiting their their experiences outside of football to try and make this work. Well, you know, after all the sacrifice that they've put, you know, in over these last couple of months, I think there's probably an argument that those guys deserved a chance to compete as well. So there's just so many layers to this. And I understand the frustration from the fans' perspective because you've already had multiple games canceled. It was a holiday. You know, you had a chance to play a rival in-state. That's what makes it sucks even worse. It's another, you know, close game. Those in-state ones really sting, you know, the, the ones where you seemingly shouldn't have as much risk as you would, you know, traveling and all that. And then you lose that game and you lose two games at Canvas Stadium. You don't get a game in Boulder or Fort Collins or Denver and it's just one of those years. Yeah. Getting, you know, getting back on track though. I just thought, you know, I should talk about this and and you know, kind of talk about all the different layers and you know, just kind of make it clear that I think everybody's side kind of makes sense. It's one of those, you know, gray situations. It's it's not black and white. I get why the fans are mad, I get why the players are frustrated, I get why the coaches are frustrated, I get why the admin was you know, hesitant to let them play. You know, basically right now, the world is that scene in Community where Troy goes to get the the pizza and he comes back and there's a fire and there's all kinds of stuff and it's that famous gif and he's just staring around or or you could just, you know, do that classic, this is fine meme with the dude sitting in the middle of the fire, dog, I don't, whatever the hell that is. You know what I mean? It's just one of those years, but let's move on. I'm going to talk a little bit of Patrick O'Brien because we had a chance to talk about him or talk with him, I should say, and uh, also going to play a little bit of audio from Marcus McElroy, who kind of commented on Ajon Vivens, who, you know, they're really tight. They they came up together, played at Mullen High School together. They're brothers, according to McElroy. You know, that's how that's how tight their bond is. And, you know, he just kind of talked about how hard it's been for Ajon and, you know, that whole process. And I just have a lot of respect for both of those young men. I just think they're fine, fine, fine dudes. You know, I sounded like an 85 year old there. 
But you guys get what I mean. You know, they're great people. You can't help but be inspired by their dedication, by their commitment to the school, you know, to each other and, you know, pushing through all this. Just all, you know, their teammates, that bond. It's just really impressive. Really, really impressive stuff, especially, you know, to go through all this and, and you know, trying to balance the stress of college and, and football and, you know, dealing with trauma. And I'm just, I'm constantly impressed by these student athletes. I, I should say that more often, you know, that it just, obviously they what these people can do on the field, it's incredible. But the type of people that, you know, the vast majority of the student athletes are on campus at Fort Collins, that's what inspires me the most. You know, that's what makes me just love getting to know these people and getting to hear their stories. And it's what makes it so fun when they go on to succeed, you know, just because, you know, they're great people and they deserve it. So going to get into all of that. Um, and it's not all of it's going to be so heavy. I asked Patrick O'Brien some stuff about Nebraska because I was kind of curious if he'd give me, you know, a little bit of a clap back since Scott Frost basically gave up on him and forced him out. And as we all know, it's a train wreck in Lincoln. But Patty smartly took the high road. So we'll get into all of that and more. But first, a quick word from our partners. The gyms may not be full, but there's definitely no shortage of madness this college basketball season. For us fans, the college basketball powers that be have gifted us with a top-tier matchup between two powerhouses. This weekend, Gonzaga and Baylor will be going toe-to-toe for what could be the nation's top ranking. Drafting Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, they're bringing you closer to the action with these can't-miss offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all users that sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor in this clash of titans. Plus, you'll get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up when you use the promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. That's right, bet $1, turn that baby into $100 when using the promo code DNVR during sign-up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Colorado only. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, Patrick. Justin Michael of DNVR here. I know you, you guys had about half your games canceled. Well, exactly half your games canceled, I suppose. So maybe you haven't got to get all the reps that you're hoping for. But, you know, where do you feel the offense has improved most so far this season? Um, you know, I think it's just our mentality. Um, you know, I think we're we're a lot more physical offensive team. I think we're a lot more physical team all around, in my in my opinion. You know, um, I don't know. Offensively, I think, you know, we just have guys that make plays. We, we, we do really good in the play action game. You know, I think there's always areas to improve. But, you know, it's difficult without playing a game in a couple of weeks. So. But, you know, I think every guy's really done their job. And, you know, as long as we continue to grow as an offense, I think it's going to be really difficult for teams to stop us because we're pretty multiple. So, you know, I think if we can, can just continue on that, we'll be fine. How does Dante Wright compare to some of the other talented wide receivers that you've played with throughout your career? 
obviously, you know, he's been a pretty big factor in the offense in the two games that he's played. Yeah. Um, you know, I played with a lot of good receivers at Nebraska and then obviously here at CSU. Um, he's a little different in regards to that he's faster than anybody I've played with. So a lot of times I have to throw the ball a lot quicker with him. So that's one of the things. But, you know, I think he's really developed into, uh, you know, he's made like some jump ball plays as well. You know, a lot of people will be unassuming with him just because he's not a super big player. But, you know, he can really jump up there and make those type of plays and take a ball away from a DB. So I think I've seen that jump from him. And, you know, the sky is the limit for him. I think, you know, he's got unlimited potential. So I'm just excited to play with him. probably have to be careful with what you can say but you know been a been a difficult season for nebraska particularly at the quarterback position i think there's three starting quarterbacks in fbs right now that all transferred out of nebraska you know have you been following that does it you know kind of make you smirk a little bit i mean i don't want to talk bad about any other school you know but i'm happy for the guys you know i played with tristan jevy who's at oregon state i'm happy he's he's doing well and i played with noah vedro who's at rutgers and you know, I'm happy for the guys, you know, I don't, I don't wish any, anything bad against Nebraska in any type of way, but, you know, if not another opportunity presented itself for a couple of my pre previous teammates and, you know, they're exceeding at it, I'm happy for them. All right. All right. All right. I thought, uh, I thought Patrick O'Brien was really smart with how he played that there. Um, you know, that w I wasn't like trying to get, you know, a gotcha moment or anything. It was more, I was just kind of curious you know, what he would say, I think it'd be kind of human of him to just, you know, be like, hey, they they probably shouldn't have given up on, you know, me and some of my guys. But as a quarterback, as a leader, probably not worth it anyways. And I think, you know, he probably played that correctly. But, uh, you know, just because he's not willing to say it, I'll say it. it it's, it's so weird that Scott Frost, a, a former quarterback, seems to be so poor at evaluating quarterback talent. But you know, I guess, I guess we know all about that. If you're a Denver Broncos fan, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a personality thing, or you know, they just see one little thing that they like and they fixate on it, and just assume that because they know so much about the position that they'll be able to fix the issues. I I don't know what whatever it may be, um, but regardless, you know, it, it's pretty clear that Scott Frost, man, he just he doesn't seem to, <laughs> to know what an FBS starter should look like. You know, I think Patrick O'Brien is light years ahead of, of Martinez or, or McCaffrey in terms of what he would bring to an offense from a, from a passing perspective. Uh, McCaffrey is obviously a pretty great athlete and he's fun to, fun to watch run around and I'm not rooting against him, you know, given that he's a, a Colorado kid and, you know, the McCaffreys are, you know, pretty big here. So I'm not rooting against him. But, you know, Patty, Nebraska could really use him, I think. I think that's pretty clear. And I just kind of wanted to play that audio there because I thought you guys might enjoy what he had to say. Also thought, you know, you guys might enjoy some of that other stuff, obviously talking about Dante Wright and what he brings to the table, you know, as a legitimate number one wide receiver. I think people still kind of, you know, box him in as, you know, just a, a change of pace type guy. But I think he's more than proven he can be a lot more than that. I said a few moments ago that I was going to play the audio from uh, Marcus McElroy talking about Ajon Vivens and their relationship. I'm actually going to save that for tomorrow's podcast on Second Thought, which is going to be kind of a hybrid 
hoops football podcast. But I, I just don't want to gloss over it because I really, I really liked what he had to say. You know, before we wrap it up, though, I did, I did want to thank everybody that took advantage of those sales and and signed up and became a a DNVR member. I got all kinds of nice messages from people being like, "Hey, finally pulled the trigger." You know, super happy to support what you're doing. I I know I get corny with with how much I say it, but you guys really do, you know, make all of this possible, and it it just leaves me speechless. You know, sometimes just how supportive the CSU community can be. You guys have had my back for years. I always try to have yours. I try to, you know, create content that I would want to consume as somebody that followed CSU in my entire life. And that's just kind of what I try to be for you guys. So I, I love all you guys. I appreciate all of you guys. Words c- could never express how much I truly, truly appreciate everything that you guys continue to do for me. So thank you guys. I know times are weird right now. Um, I'm just trying to provide you guys with a little bit of entertainment and, you know, hopefully we can, you know, inch forward over these next couple of months and get on to some happier times. But uh, that's all I've got today. Make sure that you keep up with all the content throughout the week. Uh, I'm doing the NFL draft pod now. I'm starting a college basketball pod. That'll be a national college basketball pod uh, with Ben Girding. He's actually a buff, but he knows his stuff when it comes to college hoops. We're releasing top 25 rankings every week. It's it's really going to be a blast. I'm a big college hoops guy, so figured might as well dive in. So all kinds of fun stuff coming up for DNVR members and even non-members because those podcasts are free. All right. Hope everybody stays safe out there. Much love. Happy holidays. Thank you.